0: My name is Rick Renner, and I'm in the ancient city of Aphrodisias, which was in the Roman province of Asia. It's called Aphrodisias because the whole city was dedicated to the worship of Aphrodite, who was the Greek goddess of sex. But behind me is the great temple of Aphrodite in the city of Aphrodisias. And you can see that it was quite amazing. It was massive. And when the pagans built this temple, they invested a lot in it. It took a lot of money to construct a temple like this. And had you walked into it during the first century, when the church was first being established in this city, you would have been amazed at the ornamentation, the gold, the silver, the precious stones that filled this structure. That's what Paul had in his mind. Not exactly this temple, but temples like this, which were scattered all over the Greek and the Roman world. That's what he had in his mind when he wrote to the Corinthians, and he said to them in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? That word temple is the word naos. This building behind me we call a temple, but in the Greek world it was called the naos, of Aphrodite. It was the temple, or it was the naos, it was the dwelling place of Aphrodite. That's the same word which Paul now uses in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16, except he uses it to say, we are the temples of the Holy Spirit. And just like the pagans invested a lot in their physical temples, God has invested a lot in you and me. Wow! This is such a booster for your self-image. God invested the blood of Jesus in us, He put the gifts of the Spirit in us, the fruit of the Spirit in us. There is so much that God has put in us. If our eyes were opened and we could really see our spiritual interiors, we would be amazed. God has invested a spiritual fortune in us and we now are the naos. We are the temple of God. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. There's much more than meets the eye when you look at me. And when I look at you, we are the
1: temple of the Holy Spirit. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust. A message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome to today's program. My name
0: is Rick Renner. And my friend, I've been waiting for you. Thank you for letting me come right into your space so that we can spend this time together studying how to divert and overcome temptations. And today's program is going to really help you. So please stay with me all the way to the end of today's program. And remember that if you need prayer, we want to hear from you. Send us your email or give us a call right now. We're waiting to get your call or to see your email, and the moment we know how we can pray for you, we're going to really put forward our faith and belief for God to do something magnificent in that situation that you're facing right now. God will answer if we'll ask. And when you tell us how to pray, we can pray more intelligently for you. So please let us know how to pray for you. And remember that right now we're offering you my brand new series called How to Successfully Divert and Overcome Temptations. Most temptations can be diverted. But if you find you're already in one, you can overcome it. And that's what this series is about. It's something that we all deal with in life. It doesn't matter how high, how low, how educated, how uneducated, how rich, how poor. It doesn't matter who you are. We all deal with things that come to assail us and to tempt us. And we need to know how to divert them and how to overcome them. And that's what this series is all about. So please order yours today. And it comes with a study guide so that you can read it while you see it or hear the teaching. And we're also offering you right now my book, which is called A Life Ablaze, 430 pages about how you can stay on fire for Jesus to the end of your life. If you look at your spiritual life, do you say, well, when I was younger, I think I was more on fire for the Lord. You don't have to say that. If you know the right fuels to put into your flame, you can stay on fire for Jesus to the end of your life. And I know that you want that. And that's why I wrote this book. It's the 10 fuels you need to inject into your flame so you remain an inferno for the Lord to the very end of your life. So please order yours today. You can order all of these things by going online or by giving us a call right now. And if you're a partner, Dear partner, thank you for being a part of our family. Together, we're doing something that is changing people's lives. People all over the world are crying out, God, please send me teaching I can trust. And when you partner with our ministry, we together with you and with God together, we take teaching of the Bible to people all over the world. And if you're not a partner, the moment you become a partner, we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone and Denise's book called The Gift of Our Forgiveness The Gift of Forgiveness we always send these two books to anyone who becomes a part of our partner family but hey reach for your bible and today we're going to return to our anchor verse which is in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 listen to this amazing verse there hath no temptation taken you But such as is common to man. But God is faithful. Who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. But will with the temptation also make a way to escape. That ye may be able to bear it. This verse is so powerful. Let's cover it one more time. It begins with the word temptation. There hath no temptation taken you. The word temptation, the Greek word perasmos, is a very negative word. It carries the idea of something that's fiery, something that is intense, something that comes to destroy. Everything about this word is negative. This is not something sent by the Lord. This is something sent by the enemy or by the flesh, and it comes to destroy you. But it says, there hath no temptation taken you. The word taken is even important. It's a form of the Greek word "lambano," which here means to seize, to attack. It describes an attack of temptation, to grip, to lay hold of. And here it depicts that moment when a temptation reaches out to grab hold of your emotions or to grab hold of your flesh, trying to seize you and drag you into some act that you should not carry out. But it says there has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. Just say that. This temptation is just common to man. The Greek word anthropinous, which means just something experienced by all human beings. This Greek word anthropinous, common to man, means nothing exceptional. In fact, it means unexceptional, merely human. So when you feel the flesh or temptation trying to reach out and grab hold of you, rather than say, oh, this is so powerful, I can't resist it, minimize it. Look at it and say, hey, other people have overcome you, and I'm going to overcome you too. Don't glorify it. Don't magnify it. When you magnify it, you give it power. Minimize it. Diminish it. Say, you are nothing exceptional Many people have heard you and overcome you, and I'm going to overcome you. You're just common, unexceptional, common to man. Minimize that thing. And then it goes on to say, but God is faithful. In Greek, there's the little Greek word D, which describes something categorical. You could translate, but God is categorically faithful. He's not abandoning you. He's not leaving you to deal with this by yourself. It says, God is categorically faithful. And then it adds, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able. The word tempted, again, the Greek word perasmos, which describes that thing that has come to destroy, that thing that has come to injure you and to take you down. It says, he will not allow you to be tempted above that ye are able. And the word able used here, the Greek word dunamai, carries the idea of something powerful. Amazing ability. It means God has given you everything you need. It is right inside you to divert or to overcome this temptation. You have the ability to get through this. And it goes on to say, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape the word with is the Greek word soon. Soon. The word soon means together with. It carries the idea of partnership, which means our categorically faithful God will join Himself with you in the midst of that temptation. He'll be with you in it, and He will make a way to escape. The word make is a form of the Greek word poieo, which in this particular case means to make, to creatively make. It means to manufacture, to produce, to fabricate, or even to provide, which means God will creatively make a way for you to escape that thing that is assailing you. God will manufacture a way for you to escape. God will fabricate a way for you to get out. God will provide for you a way of Escape. The word escape, as we've seen in the previous two programs, is a Greek word, ek, basos. The word ek means out. It's where you get the word for an exit. The word basos means to step. When you compound the two words together, the word escape means to walk out, to walk out of something. It means to escape, to walk out of a difficult place to remove yourself from a person or place that isn't good for you, to use your feet to exit a situation or an environment. You see, when you cry out and say, Oh, God, please make a way for me to escape this temptation, God answers you. He says, I'm joining you right now to do what you need to do, and you need to use your feet get up and get out of there. If you're looking at pornography, get away from it. If you're tempted to be troubled by relationships that hurt you, get out of there. If you're tempted to overspend, get out of that place where you're tempted to spin. Get up, use your feet, remove yourself, walk out, make an exit. That's what the word escape really means. And it goes on to say that you may be able to bear it. The word bear is a Greek word, Hupo pharaoh. The word hupo means under. The word pharaoh means to bear or to carry. But when you compound the two words together, it describes something like the undercurrent in a river that picks you up and pulls you alongside. And here we find the grace of God will grab hold of you and will remove you out of all of that turbulent situation and will deliver you to the shores safely, where you're free and you're delivered from that temptation. That's what that means. But God says in this verse, there's a way of escape, ekbasis, it's your feet. Get up and get out of there. And that's why the follow-up verse says in verse 14, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, flee from idolatry. Well, when we hear the word idolatry, we don't understand the full ramifications of that. But in the first century, idolatry was associated with sexual promiscuity, sex outside of marriage, drunkenness, drug use, partying, carousing, All kinds of temptations and people went to the temples where all these things were taking place. It's where all the action was happening. And Paul was writing to Corinthians who were really given to these kinds of things. And Paul says, hey, if you want to be delivered, here's the way you can be delivered. Use your feet, flee, get out of there. And in fact, the word flee in Greek means to run as fast as possible. Move your feet feet, to escape, to use one's feet to move as fast as possible to get out of an unprofitable situation. It pictures one's feet flying as he runs from the situation. Well, we saw yesterday that if you were in troubled relationships and you're tempted to be hurt there, it's just a place where you're tempted to become bitter and tempted to be hurt remove yourself from those relationships if you can't fix the relationships. We're told in Romans chapter 12 verse 18, if it's be possible, if it's possible as much as it depends on you, be at peace with all men, but it begins with an if, which means sometimes it's not possible. And if you find yourself in a relationship or with a group of people and every time you're with them you're just hurt, you're troubled, you're disturbed, then don't go there. Use your feet and remove yourself from that environment and God will lead you to a new group of friends. But there are other kinds of temptations. For example, there are overeating temptations, spending temptations, sexual temptations. But today I'm going to talk to you about overeating temptations temptations. And my friends, I have no judgment for you if this is a temptation you face in your life. I lost a hundred pounds because I had to overcome an overeating temptation. When you're overweight and you overeat, you deal with excess weight and you feel bad about that. You have health issues which are caused by the fact that you've been overeating and you're not taking care of your body. You're embarrassed to see others because when others see you, they're going to see that you've gained weight. You have a lot of self-anger because you're mad at yourself for what you've done. There's self-disappointment, covering yourself up with clothes, layers and layers of clothes, and wearing a lot of black, trying to hide all the rolls. losing weight, gaining weight, losing weight, gaining weight, and spending lots of money on diets that you've not been faithful to follow through on. My friend, that's not what God wants for you. It certainly is not what God wanted for me. But I had to make a decision to do something to divert this temptation and to overcome it. And what really helped me was 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 to 20, which says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own. The word body is the Greek word soma. It refers to the physical body. And here Paul says, our physical bodies, this one right here, the one that you're sitting in right now, it is the temple of the Holy Ghost. That's what I talked to you about today in the introduction to the program. That word temple is the Greek word "naos." It describes a temple, a highly decorated shrine. It's the image of vaulted ceilings, marble, granite, gold, silver, highly decorated ornamentation. It is the same word used in the Old Testament Septuagint to describe the holy of holies, which means God moved inside us. He lives in this physical body. Our bodies are walking sanctuaries. God really lives in us. And if our eyes were open to see what was in us, it would affect the way that we treat our bodies. We would treat it better if we understood what a sacred place we really are. And that's why 1 Corinthians 6.19 goes on to say, you are not your own. And then Paul follows up in verse 20 by saying, for you're bought with a price. Now listen to this. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are gods, but the word "glorify" is a form of the Greek word "dokeo," which means to think, to estimate, to show way, to show worth, to honor, to give value. It means you really need to put a lot of thought into what you're doing with your body because your body was purchased with the blood of Jesus. You need to give a lot of thinking to how you're going to glorify God in your body. Well, here's a verse that really confronted me. Listen to this. 1 Corinthians 10.31 says, Whether therefore you eat or drink, or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Isn't it interesting that of all the things Paul could have talked about, he said, Whether therefore you eat or drink. He drew attention to what we're eating, He drew attention to what we are drinking. He said, do it all to the glory of God. And here we have a very simple test. Can you eat what you're eating to the glory of God? Hmm. Can you eat the quantities that you're eating to the glory of God? Can you eat that junk food to the glory of God? Can you be a glutton? To the glory of God? And of course, the answer is no. When you read Galatians 5, verse 19, it mentions one of the works of the flesh as being lasciviousness. Lasciviousness. What is that? Well, that's an old King James word, but here's what it means. It's the Greek word, asalgeia. It describes excess. Anything that is in excess. It primarily refers to the excessive Consumption of food or wild, undisciplined living that is especially marked by unbridled sex. And what is totally amazing, this word, lasciviousness, is the very word used in 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 6, to describe the principal sin of Sodom and Gomorrah. Those were cities of perversion. Perversion, which means... Licit viciousness, overeating, in the mind of God is just as perverted as perverse sexual activities. You say, well, why would it be that perverted? Because it destroys the human body. Your body is made in the image of God. If you're born again, you're the temple of the Holy Spirit. And these activities are corrupting the temple of God. You have to understand that the flesh in its fallen state has one aim. It is total Domination and destruction. You can't let your flesh have its own way. You have to have a plan to bring a change to your life. I had a plan. But first of all, I had to recognize what I was doing was wrong. And I decided to honor my body as the temple of the Holy Spirit. And I lost 100 pounds. You know how I did it? I walked out of some situations I asked for my family and my friends to help me be accountable, to make sure I was surrounded by the right things, not by the wrong things. And if I asked to go somewhere where I was going to eat something that wasn't good for me, I authorized them to tell me no. They helped me divert the temptation. And in the process, I overcame it and I found victory. And my friend, you can too. You can too. You can walk away from the table. You can walk away from eating too much. God has given you a mind to make a choice. And God has given you feet and enabled you to walk out. And he says he will be with you in the temptation, which means you're not facing that plate of food by yourself. He is with you, empowering you to do the right thing. But you are the only one that can make the choice to get up and walk away from it. But my friends, we're told to glorify God in our body. So let me ask you, can you glorify God in the way you're treating yourself right now? Can you glorify God in the way that you're eating? If the answer is no, then it's time for you to say no, take action, and walk away from what you've been doing. You can divert that temptation, or you can overcome it.
1: I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you. Everyone faces temptation. If the devil's been condemning you for just being tempted, tell him to hit the road and quit listening to him. But the fact remains, you do need to know how to beat the temptations that keep calling out to you. That's what Rick Renner addresses in his new five-part series, How to Successfully Divert and Overcome Temptation. In this series, Rick will show you how to use your feet to run from temptation, how you can walk out of emotionally upsetting situations, How you can overcome the nagging temptation to eat too much. How you can beat the temptation to spend money you don't have. How you can say no to sexual temptation and walk free from it. You can do it, but you need to know how. In this practical series, Rick shows you how you can successfully divert and overcome those hassling voices and temptations that keep trying to drag you down. This five-part series is available in digital or physical formats starting at just $10. We are also offering Rick's 433-page book, A Life Ablaze, where he lays out everything you need to stay on fire with the Holy Spirit's power for years to come. In this powerful book, you'll discover how to keep the fire burning. Don't delay ordering your copy of A Life Ablaze today for only $18. Don't miss this special offer, the series, How to Successfully Divert and Overcome Temptation, and the book, A Life Ablaze. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
2: Well, they will call and say, I just happened to come across this, this man and his demeanor, and his uh, he has such a peace about him. And I really like the fact that he is so versed in the Word of God, so versed in uh, what he's teaching on. You can tell he really puts the time into it. But he's also easy to listen to because, um, I, you know, Pastor Rick is operating in his gift. And within that gift, there is um, a certain circle of people that may not always follow certain teachings, whether it be on healing or the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Maybe that wasn't their background, but the way Pastor Rick's demeanor is, and because of his um, study of the Word, they take the time to listen. I've prayed with a lot of people that have been saved their whole life, been in church their whole life, and said, He makes me trust that if I call you and ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that I'm getting something that's scriptural. And so that that just blesses me. And then we talk to a lot of people from other countries. I I mean, we talk to people all over the world. Some people call in and think that we're in Russia. And we're like, no, this is his stateside office. He does have an office in Russia. But we talk to people. I mean, I just talked to someone this morning from Norway. We talked to people from Canada. We talked to people from India. So it's not just within the United States. We're talking to people all over the world. And we're reaching the whole world from right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's exciting. was a great connection for them. So many people are isolated, have been isolated, and they were fearful, and they found a place where they could be encouraged, taught, strengthened, prayed for, and people who loved on them and cared for them.
0: My friend, we are growing as a ministry. People are responding to the teaching of the bible they're reaching out to us for resources for prayer and for ministry and god has given us the awesome responsibility of ministering to them and we need more space to do it so would you please pray about becoming a part of the giving team to help with our ministry expansion project well today i've been talking to you about taking authority over your flesh diverting The temptation of eating too much and overcoming it if you're already in the midst of it. You can lose weight. You can get in shape. God will empower you to beat that temptation. He really will. And if you need somebody to pray with you for the strength to do it, send us an email or give us a call. We would love to pray with you. There'll be no guilt, no condemnation. We'll pray for the power of God to partner you to walk into your freedom. And remember that we're offering you my brand new series called How to Successfully Divert and Overcome Temptation. And it comes with a study guide. And we're also offering you right now my book, which is called A Life Ablaze, 430 pages, practical things you can do to stir the coals and make sure you stay on fire for Jesus all the way to the end of your life. And right now on our website, We're offering at a radical discount our brand new autobiography, which is called Unlikely, Our Faith-Filled Journey to the Ends of the Earth. And here it pictures me and Denise at Red Square in Russia. Who would have ever imagined it? It's so unlikely. But my friend, God loves to choose people that are unlikely and do unlikely things with their lives. That's what he did with us. That's what he'll do with you. This book will encourage you. So order yours today. You can order all of these things by going online or by giving us a call. But let me pray for you. Father, I thank you that you have given us the power to make a choice. And you've given us feet so we can walk out of bad places and bad situations. We thank you that you partner with us to do what we need to do. And we embrace your help now. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll see you tomorrow. But remember Ecclesiastes 8.4. Where the word of a king is,
2: there is power.